Alicia Holdaway, your 2020 board president. Hi, everybody. Curtis Bullock, CEO for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Hello, everyone. Rob Oakey, the treasurer for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Hi, I am Steve Perry, the second vice president for the Salt Lake Board Executive Committee. Hi, everyone. This is Don Stevens, one of your Salt Lake Board of Realtors directors, as well as a regional vice president with the Residential Real Estate Council, formerly known as BRS. Hi, guys. Carly Webb, Salt Lake Board of Directors. Matt Ulrich, I am the incoming vice president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors and Executive Committee, president-elect for 2021. Here we are yet again for another episode of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. Um, you know, when we decided to do this podcast over a year ago, um, it, <laughs> never could we have imagined just how big of an importance it would have in the communication that we have while we're all sent home. Um, and I'm just so grateful for our ability to um, add another platform of communication to our members. Uh, one of the biggest things that is really important for, to the association and to the board of directors is obviously uh, frequency and clarity of communication and really making sure that our members are kept informed as to what's being done on their behalf. So I'm grateful for this medium and I'm super excited for this uh, episode today. Essentially what we're going to dive into today is really some Q&A and open discussion about what is the Salt Lake Board of Realtors uh, Association? Uh, what, what's the, the purpose? Um, how does it function? Uh, really dive into some of the frequently asked questions that we got, get on an individual basis. And then also, what is the Board of Directors? What's its function and purpose and, and how is it made up? Um, so we've invited, as you heard from the introductions, a few of the Board of Directors members to um, come and speak to you about their own individual experiences today. So thanks everybody for joining us and um, especially for all the hard work that you do on a day-to-day -day basis to represent our members really well. So first and foremost, um, let's kind of break this down. Um, what I would love to start with before we get into some of the nitty gritty, potentially some boring <laughs> things, but very important, I would love for just some context. Um, not everybody knows everybody. And so um, if we can just give a little bit further introduction of each uh, individual person, Matt, you're the incoming president next year. You're going to represent our association. So why don't you just give a quick, very short introduction of how many years you've served on the board, why you decided to get involved, um, et cetera. Very good, yes, I have served on the board as a board of director, I believe this is my seventh year as a board of director. Seventh, I believe seventh year, yeah. I've been on the executive committee. This is my third year uh, on the executive committee. Was a treasurer, second vice, now the first vice. And yes, next year I'll be the um, president, which is crazy, right? Who allowed that to happen? You guys are nuts. <laughs> um, before that, I, I've i also served on young professionals and uh, government affairs. I've been serving on it since, serving on a committee since 09. So I've always been serving in some type of capacity since 09. That's awesome. 11 years of engagement into the industry itself, in addition to running a brokerage and being an active realtor. 
That's really important. Steve, your second vice, tell us a little bit about your history on the board. You've had a winding path, eh? Yeah, I've, um, I've actually been part of a government affairs committee since about 2002. So I've been on the board helping out, doing stuff for about 18 years-ish. Um, it took me, because of that, it took me into politics. I became mayor of Kearns and all that um, just to learn and grow and to, you know, help our, our realtors um, with that particular city. Um, I am the second vice president on the executive committee. I was the treasurer last year. Um, learning all about how the how the treasurer and the finance and the auditors and working with Curtis um, in that capacity uh, as let's see I was um, what is it called when you're with a major company oh an appointed appointed yeah an appointed director for three years uh, and I was able to uh, be liaison to several committees. Uh, doing that um, and so that's you know being a connection with the committee and to the board of directors and uh, making sure that the committees are that we're over are working right and now as second vice um, I assist um, the executive committee on all the matters that we meet about and and handle so awesome Thank you. Yeah, 18 years of service, again, super impressive. So incredibly valuable to have a lot of context and, and engagement into the industry. So um, Don, um, you are two, two years in? Two years into leadership, um, but have in 30 years in the real estate industry in different capacities. Um, I've served as, believe it or not, the charity committee for Shrimp Fest. I was the chair for that for many, many years. Um, served on government affairs committee. I was the chair for the Denim and Diamonds event um, in collaboration with WCR and currently serve as a director on the board. Um, and just recently getting into leadership roles, I would say in the last three years, which I've enjoyed immensely. Again, such a wide variety of, of experience. Um, in serving as a realtor, but also engagement into the community continually. Uh, the volunteerism on our board is just so high and, and so appreciated. Um, Rob, you're our current treasurer. Tell us a little bit about your path and how many years you've been serving. Yes, thank you. Uh, been in real estate since 94. So for- uh, When you were six, right? Exactly, back when I had hair. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I've had been real estate, real estate for a while. So, in it was probably in the uh, maybe two thousand five ish, something like that, when you started getting more involved in some of the the committee or you know, committees that are around. Uh, Governor Affairs is oftentimes one of the ones you get brought into early. Um, I had the opportunity of of calling Curtis many times when he was legal counsel. For the for the, the UAR and and monitoring the legal hotline, so I asked him a lot of questions and and that led to uh, getting involved in grievance and, and professional standards. So I was the the chair for grievance. Um, I don't know a couple of years ago, uh, been in, in, involved in grievance as well for the UAR. 
um, and then several other committees as well. So right now, currently, um, I believe this second year of, of being a part of the, the directors of the Salt Lake Board, and and then this year um, was uh, got involved in the executive committee of, of the Salt Lake Board and, and asked to, to run for treasurer. So it's been You and I um, served together several years ago on the nominating committee. And that's one thing we're we did that as well. Yes. Is kind of how that works and the importance of um, all of the immense effort that goes into making sure that we have the best board of directors as possible, a diverse group, um, you know, small, large brokerages, medium sized. Um, anyway, it just the importance of that. And um, I so appreciate excuse me, appreciated serving on the nominating committee with you as well back then. Um, so Carly, um, quickly, what uh, has your path looked like? You're serving for the first year as a board of director, um, but been a realtor for a long time. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm just thankful to be serving with such incredible characters. Like just listening to everybody is, it's neat to, you learn things that you, I mean, I spend time with all of you and, and we get to business and don't really have a whole lot of time to get personal. So it's cool to hear everybody's path. But um, I started as a realtor about uh, 16 years ago this month. Um, and I take my broker test tomorrow. So I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and who told you to do that? My sweet friend Don pushed me. <laughs> if you don't know so, the answer, just choose C. <laughs> I swear that's gonna happen <laughs> anyway I'm so nervous like my hands are sweaty right now anyway um, but I've been serving with uh, on the board um, I started with the um, it used to be uh, Christmas in July now it's the charity and then uh, also um, the education committee for six or seven years and um, my sweet friend Alicia kept pushing me to uh, run for the board and that was completely out of character. Didn't think that it would be even something that would be attainable. And I'm just so very thankful and humbled to be here. So I'm very excited. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, Curtis, um, pretty sure everybody knows you, but quickly, um, and you've also had a winding very long path um, investing in realtors for a really long time. <coughs> As Rob alluded to, you know, previously with UAR and then uh, as the CEO of the Salt Lake Board. So any context you want to add there? Yeah, I, I, real estate is pretty much all I know. I, uh, I've been in the real estate kind of association and realtor um, family for since 2003. What's that? 17 years or so. Um, I've been, I can't believe now it's been going on nine years here at the Salt Lake board as the CEO loved every minute of it prior to that. Like what Rob said, I worked at the UAR for almost 10 years as their um, general counsel and, and help with a lot of the legal work in the legal department for the UAR. So I love this industry. It's kind of in my blood and, and uh, my wife's a realtor. And so all we talk about is real estate and realtors and, and trying to keep our industry going and protected. So I love it. That's awesome. Well, if I can round this off with just a little bit about my path, um, oftentimes, it, similar to, to you, Carly, I'm a little bit shocked um, and have to pinch myself that I have the honor of serving our board um, 
whether it be in the capacity of, you know, the chair of YPN several years ago, or being a board of director on the executive committee, and now you're president, um, you know, not one single one of those steps would I have initiated on my own. Every single time I was encouraged and asked to run, um, be it for YPN co-chair, chair, and every time by somebody whom I admired greatly and probably the, <laughs> you know, I think in every instance I said no first and then I was talked into it. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but I'm so grateful for people who believed in me. And that is one of the points I want to really get across today. You know, oftentimes I think we, um, we think things are bigger than, than they are in the sense that, oh my gosh, I could not, you know, who am I um, to serve or, you know, what do I have to add? Um, and I think, you know, oftentimes uh, we don't have the, the pool of people asking to serve that I think we should. And, and I think, you know, if I use myself as an example, in many cases, it's because they don't understand that they have something to add. Um, and so much value. And, um, you know, with the nominating committee and how it's, how the path goes, um, I'd like to talk just quickly about the structure, like lay the foundation of what is the structure of the board of directors, and then how are those people selected? So for those of you that don't know, we, the board of directors is made up of 16 members. Um, you have your executive committee that is made up of the immediate past president who is currently Scott Robbins, um, the current president, and then you have first vice, second vice, and treasurer. And then you have uh, three appointed members, as uh, Steve talked about, and that's the three representatives of the three largest brokerages in membership. Um, and then we also have a, an appointed position from uh, uh, Northern Utah. Is that correct, Curtis? Yeah, in the South Davis area, we have one appointed person, yeah. Um, and then also uh, the rest, rest are voted in by members at large, right? Correct. So, um, when does voting actually, when does uh, it open up for people to apply? <laughs> So when, whenever we have an open position on the board, and this year we have three spots that are opening, um, our applications actually open right now uh, until, I want to say June 12th, was in our newsletter the other day, and then voting takes place, and those names are, are presented at our July business luncheon, and then a few weeks later in August is when our membership vote for those three open positions and voting takes place on the MLS. Perfect. So anytime that the, the um, seat, if you will, is a four year term and um, you are able to run or to serve two consecutive four year terms for a total of eight years. Um, if you choose to run for a second consecutive term and we, when we receive the nominations, we then the, the, um, or applications that then goes to a nominating committee, and that nominating committee is made up of a great variety of individuals. Curtis, will you address who makes up that yeah. nominating committee? Yeah, sure. 
it's a good question. And this was changed even before my time, uh, the makeup of the nominating committee to make it as, as broad and um, as diverse as possible. So the current makeup of that committee is there are, let's see, the past president serves as the chair of the committee. So Scott will be the chair this year. And then there are three members of the current board of directors that serve on that committee. There are two members at large, just any two members from our from our 9,000 membership that can serve. And then finally, there's two members that we draw from uh, who are currently sitting as a chair or vice chair from our committees um, during, during the current year. So it's pretty broad. There's a lot of different personalities and, and backgrounds that, that are on that nominating committee. And that's all done intentionally so that when we look at applicants who come and apply for one of those positions, they are interviewed and we determine whether they're number one eligible to run and if they're qualified to run. And sometimes it's a really hard decision because pretty much every year there's just fantastic people that, that run, but not everybody can be on the ballot. It just makes it too large. And so it's always a challenging process for our, our good nominating committee. But I think the process is very open. Anybody can run, any background, and the nominating committee uh, does their job and and interviews those people. So I think the process has worked quite well for quite a few years. Yeah, one of the misnomers I've heard um, many times is um, you know a good old boys club or or something of that nature. And I'm sure everybody's nodding their head. You've heard that. Um, and you know when I first initially was asked to run, I had previously sat on that nominating committee. And that for me was such an eye-opening experience because I saw just how pure the process actually is and such great questions that really create um, kind of a due process, if you will, in sifting through these um, really well-qualified applicants and, um, you know, deciding who goes on the ballot. So um, anyway, I just wanted to lay some foundation as to kind of what that process looks like. Um, Matt, if I can engage you for a second, uh, what is the number one thing that you've learned from seven years in leadership on the board of directors? What do you think is one thing that has kind of hit the home hit home the most for you? Yeah, um, great question. I think one of the things I've learned the most um, being serving on the board of directors is how much the board is there and their their purpose is to serve members to provide value, service, protect um, the industry, to give service to our members, to help guide, raise professionalism, to support our members. I think a lot of times our members don't view the board, the Salt Lake board or the board of directors as someone that's advocating for them where we are trying to make it as easy and smooth as possible to do your work to to make sure we're holding our professional standards at a high level and to raise the bar to make sure that we are not just an industry but a profession that's respected and i really appreciated the efforts of all the directors and people serving trying to do our best to guide and direct this our salt lake board to to a higher level and a higher standard. And that is truly the purpose is to help and guide members. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, that's an interesting thing um, that you bring up is, uh, you know, and it, it's an interesting dynamic. We, we go through a lot of effort to get, as we talked about, a really diverse group of individuals around that table because we, we, we recognize that when you step into that table or into that room, rather, you're taking off your broker's hat, your brokerage hat, and you're, you're putting on your member hat, right? You're putting on your, uh, this is a, a trade association that has been around for a hundred years and is the largest trade association in America. That is not nothing. That is so impactful. And as we've seen over the last 60 days, that impact has come for, on the forefront and, and really in our faces as we literally were trying to make sure that we could legally conduct our business. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. if it's ever been, if there's ever been a time that we've seen it in the forefront, right? It's been now. But as we make those decisions, we have 16 people making decisions for a 9,200 member organization. That's a difficult task at times. And one that we don't take lightly. Um, and, you know, oftentimes our board meetings go three hours. <laughs> Um, and, and that's because debate is had, we, we consider all sides of things. So Rob, tell me a little bit about just from your perspective, what is it that we do? How, how, do, we, how do we approach things in a way that we try to consider, you know, the fact that we have 9,200 different members, different opinions, different business models, et cetera? That is such a great question. Where we are representing so many individuals and the best part about it is I think not only we're taking our broker hats off, but I think it's also um, when you walk into that, that boardroom is we're spending a lot of time getting to know each other because in that situation, we are asked to decide on very important issues and one of the things that I have, you know, walking into this, I kind of had a commitment of saying, look, I, I'm going to say what I believe that needs to be said and give an opinion on what needs to have an opinion made on, but do so in a very respectful way. Um, we, we all work in this industry. We, we all work for different companies. And... I respect everybody's input. And one of the important things that, that we have to rely upon is I need to hear everybody's input in what they're giving because all of us represent, you know, yes, one collective group, but we don't know everybody in the group. We all know a bunch of different people. And so no matter how long I may think that I've been in the business, when I hear the input of everyone else's uh, comments, it opens my eyes to stuff that I had no idea what I was thinking about. And so when we all come to the, this our, our meeting and bring our own perspective to these meetings, whether I agree or disagree, I value the, in, the information that's being given because now I'm becoming more educated to come up with my own decision. And so 
when I love the fact that, yes, we have to get to know each other because sometimes I don't agree or I do agree with what's being discussed. And if I don't convey that opinion, I'm doing the, the, our board of realtors a disservice. And so that, that's one of the things that it was um, kind of eye-opening for me. Um, in regard, I mean, taking a step back of, you know, whether it be naive or, or what, I mean, you don't really think about all of the issues that are being addressed. And that was one of the eye-openers walking into this is, wow, okay, yes, we do this, we do that. And totally, it, it, was, it was very refreshing for me. So I, I love the experience. I love the, I love the fact that people are speaking and, and, and we're, we're addressing issues. Hey, Alicia, can I just say one thing about that? I've, I've uh, if I might, to, to what Rob's saying, I've gone into board meetings before and I've been to a lot of board meetings and, you know, we handle all these different issues in a board meeting. I've had some things in my mind as I've gone into that board meeting thinking, here's XYZ issue. And I think this should be probably the result of, of, of how to deal with that issue. But then after I hear 10 or 12 people give their opinion on something, I think, holy cow, I was totally wrong on that. Yeah. And that's what I love about the board because of that that background that everybody has. And I hadn't thought of some of the things that somebody else brought. I'm not right all the time. I don't think I've had an original thought in my life. Um, but I, uh, I do appreciate what Rob's saying and the fact that we have a lot of different um, smart thinking minds on the board. And, and I think a lot of most, all of our directors, if not all of them are like that. They'll come into a meeting and I've seen kind of a lot of aha moments in those board meetings are like, Oh, that's why we do what we do. You know, there's, there's 9,200 members. And like you said, Alicia, it is very, very challenging to, to, to serve all of them, but we do our best. So I yeah. echo what Rob's saying. Yeah, I think this is an, I mean, this is a really important point to drive home because it's something that I would vouch for everybody sitting around that table. We all take really personally. Um, this is our, this is how we provide for our families. This is how um, you know we provide our, our livelihood. But it's also something that everybody's deeply invested in. Otherwise, you wouldn't be voluntarily giving up the time that you do, right? And so <clears throat> I think it's important to understand that um, everybody around that table is, is trying their best to represent a very large group of people who are very different. And we have... We have very, uh, you know, we have agents who do one deal every three years. We have agents who do hundreds of deals. And we also have those who are um, serving in the industry themselves or in the industry itself. And those who aren't, I mean, there's they're brokers, not brokers, small, big, large. It's all, there's so many different walks of, of life and walks of business. And I think we all try to do our best to serve everybody Um to represent everybody well, right? So we've given some background and kind of foundation to the board of directors. So let's talk about the staff. Um, 
the the actual Salt Lake Board of Realtors, and this is kind of elementary, but I'm just going to say it. We have local when you're a real when you're a realtor, you have the local association, which is the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. You have the state association, which is the UAR, and then you have the national association, the NAR. You also have the MLS, which is a separate entity, private organization that's owned by three shareholders, um, three associations. So four different kind of components. So at the Salt Lake Board of Realtors, which is the largest local association in the state, we represent what more than half of all realtors in the state of Utah. Um, so understanding the um, how large the association is, Curtis, you run an extremely lean ship and might I add a very well run ship. So tell us kind of how, how many staff you have, things of that nature. Yeah, it's funny. This, this came up on Facebook this morning and, and I'm, I'm glad that we have this podcast so we can flesh some of these things out and, and explain them. But you're right, Alicia, we have 9,200 members, and as I travel around to different NAR meetings, it's not uncommon for boards of our size to have 20, 21, 22, 24 staff members. So our staff are, are, are quite incredible. Um, they make all of us look good. They're serving the member every single day. And um, if I just break it down, we've got, like I said, 14 staff. We have a marketing director. We have a government affairs director. A lot of you know Marcus. Um, our public policy director is Matt, an outstanding person, so smart. Those two guys helped helped us keep real estate essential in our county. Um, they helped us be able to continue to work the way we 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 want to. And and my hats off to them and, and and their efforts on that. We have a membership director, Nicole. She has to handle and serve 9,000 different members. And I think we have about 900 brokers. She's constantly on the phone, answering questions, helping brokers with broker audits and answering all kinds of membership questions. We've had roughly, oh, for the past two years, about 100, 120 new members joining the board per month. She facilitates all of that and other staff help with that as well. We have an awesome accounting manager, Lynn, who drives in to the office from Tooele every day and and helps with our books and our financials. We have an outside CFO who's a, a chartered accountant that does uh, helps us oversee all of our financials. We have an education director, Marissa, she's awesome, and a professional standards administrator, Holly. And then we have other staff that are support staff here in the office. They're just they're just fantastic. And the way it's organized, I think over the years has run really smoothly. We, when, we, when we look at the board of directors, there's 16 directors. Those directors set the overall kind of policy decisions that the board has and, and the governance of the board. Then we as staff go in and implement that and manage the day-to-day -day operations of the board. So, and that's typical throughout the country of, of how other boards operate. And so we're, we're not any different, but it's worked well, and I'm just thankful that we have such great people and great leaders, volunteer leaders. I, I shake my head. I mean, all of you on this call, you're not getting paid to be on this call. Um, it's amazing how our, our industry runs and the interesting dynamic between volunteer staff and staff, or excuse me, volunteer realtors 
and staff who have this as their career and how they work together uh, with each other. It's, it's awesome. So I'm proud to, to be able to work side by side with all of them. Okay, clearly we have a lot to say about this topic. This discussion was too good to limit to just one episode. So this will be part one. Make sure that you listen to part two in the next episode, which we will post um, at the same time as part one.